detective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us again. Jared and I have decided to... How do we put it? <laughs> We've decided that every few, oh, what, four to six weeks, we'll, we'll slide in with a bit of our own sort of... You know, it's a slasher movie sort of sojourn. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is our bag, the slasher movie, and um, I don't think Gibbo... <laughs> I don't think you both takes too kindly to this kind of shit. No, no. And Maddie's too. Oh, Maddie, Maddie's about the pathos and stuff. There is none of that <laughs> no, in these types of movies. Not much of that here. So, so every, we're going to give them a break. So yeah, we got to cut. We don't burn them. Cut out. those guys a break and indulge ourselves every four or five weeks to do a slasher film. Hmm. Tonight. <laughs> I kind of wish we'd um, let ourselves have a break from this yeah, one. Yeah, tonight we've decided to go back to Australia. They didn't make a lot of slasher films in Australia. We obviously covered Houseboat Horror, which is what could only be described as a classic. Classic. Still waiting for that Blu-ray release. <laughs> yeah, I think you got no chance there. But we've decided to cover 2000's Cut. Now, what's Cut, you say? <laughs> Wait, wait till you find out. It's a, it's, a, it's another slasher made in Australia. But until before we get to that, Jared, let's do a quick little bit up or down. Mm-hmm. The trailer for the new Blumhouse horror thriller called Fantasy Island. Yep. Uh, I believe it has dropped a American trailer and an international trailer. It's direct, written and directed by Jeff Wadlow, who directed. Kick-Ass 2 and Truth or Dare. Tick. And, uh, no, 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 Cross. Cross <laughs> Truth or Dare. It stars Michael, Michael Pena and it's got the girl from Truth or Dare, Lucy Hale. The trailer, it was okay. Typical Blumhouse type of film. It's got that kind of, like, obviously hook, hook thing about how they fly to this island and they get their fantasies sort of play out for them, but it obviously becomes a little bit more real. Yeah, well, it's a, I mean, twist on the TV show. Yeah, I I didn't realise that initially. Like, when I first saw the trailer, I wasn't 100% sure that it had anything to do with the TV show. Yeah. But I've since learned that, yes, it is loosely based on that. Mm. Yeah, look, it looked okay. And I'm okay with that. Look, we're we're not going to get a Fantasy Island movie. No. Just, you know, in the the style of the the TV (laughs) show. So I'm okay with this. I'm okay with the the idea of it. How did, how did it look? The trailer. Too? Oh, I didn't love the trailer. No. Again, it's the old Blumhouse thing of where I looked at it and I thought well, the idea's all right. Could prove to make some kind of interesting scenes in there, some interesting well, so the, horror the, scenes in there. But what we saw in the trailer didn't really blow me away. It was a little a little bit better than Truth or Dare, but the same thing with the Truth or Dare trailer. Better. I was kind of like <laughs> a lot better. The looking Truth at it, trailer was, was, I remember looking at that trailer and thinking, oh, God. And then I looked at this one and I was kind of pretty unmoved by the whole thing. Yeah. I'll have to say it's probably an up just because Blumhouse have done a lot. Made a lot yeah, of films. Yeah, they've probably, they've earned, earned, their, probably uh, earned the right to, to well, we've put, out a, put out an average trailer and have us still go along and check the thing out. So. And look, I saw Truth or Dare. I saw Truth or Dare as so well. I was, I yeah, that's one strike for it. I dare you to watch it again. Oh, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I might do it for this this po- podcast. So yeah, bring it up, bring it up in a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, 
you know, I like the idea. I get the sense that, you know, the, this whole fantasy thing, I guess, I don't know, you compare it to something like, I don't know, something like Elm Street, where it's very open because yeah. you're taking somebody's idea of their... The perfect. Their perfect, you know, their fantasy. Yeah. But then you're putting a twist on it, so it's got a scope for a lot of... Well, well, yeah, ways that you can take it. So. It has a has a lot more going for it than a you know a bog standard sort of by the numbers sort of thing. It's got a little yeah. bit of room to work yep. in. So, yeah, look, it's enough for me. It's only just up though. Yeah, yeah. Look, if it wasn't Blumhouse, I'd probably be it's a down. just nudging towards the down. But Blumhouse, yeah. it's probably just just teetering towards the up just a little bit. All right. Let's take a break. Here's the trailer for 2000's Cut. It began as a class project. We have to do a graduation film, right? What better project than to finish that film? To resurrect an old film from oblivion. That movie was a nightmare. So what you're saying is there's some sort of a curse on this film. Now... They've made an unexpected discovery of a mysterious legend. Creepier than Friday the 13th. More blood and guts than Texas Chainsaw. More sex than deep throat. Follow you in it. That should never. Who wants to make a mainstream slasher movie? See the light of day. Don't go playing with nightmares. And action. said this before but I've always found you very attractive Cut from 2000 directed by Kimball Rendell who gave us bait do you remember that the shark Mm. film in the uh, flooded supermarket yes I do remember it I can't recall whether I've actually seen seen it or not I remember it I don't think I did alright but that's me Produced by Jennifer Clough. Yeah, that means nothing. Bill Bennett and Martin <laughs> <laughs> Favonil. Fuck off. <laughs> take, come on, mate. Take this seriously. Fuck you. A story by Mark Lamprell, who wrote Babe Pig in the City. I believe he wrote Babe, Babe Pig in the City. Hmm. And the screenplay was by Dave Warner. Who just knocked up 334 runs for Australia. Five runs for Australia. Different Dave Warner, he sorry. He Garage Days and Rescue Special Ops. It stars Molly Ringwald as Vanessa Turnbull, Kylie Minogue as Hilary Jacobs, Jessica Napier as Raffi Carruthers, and Stephen Curry as Rick Stevens. The budget, I could not find any information about how much it cost. But the box office was a... Poultry, 501,000 in Australia. Hmm. And the movie opened in France and Hong Kong at number two at the box office. Wow. So maybe, maybe it made some money internationally. Again, I couldn't Possibly. find anything on it. No, it's hard to find very much at all. Yeah. 
All right. What are your thoughts, mate? Come on. Um, I haven't even thought about a score, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> look, she was a... Sounds like a winner. <laughs> yeah, it was a challenge to get through. Yeah. Even at an 82-minute run minutes time. Or, pre-credits. Yeah. The idea's not so bad. I don't mind the idea as just a, as a cheesy little slasher. Um, they try to have a bit of fun with... The tropes, obviously, post-Scream, you can see the influences of Scream there, but it's nowhere near in that ballpark. Like, they don't even... They open with it and then seem to have a little bit to say about... Well, try to have a little bit to say about movies, but it's very thin. Movies and horror movies and how they affect people, it's very thin in that regard. The story's very thin. Like, this, the movie's so short, you don't even seem to get a lot of kills. I didn't, I, uh, I know there was a there was a solid handful there but even that seemed a little bit thin on the ground I guess it's so short such a short runtime that none of that stuff was developed none of the kills are all that memorable there's no memorable lines it's just forgettable it's just really forgettable jeez oh, I don't know one and a half yeah, one and a half yeah look I'll join you on one and a half okay premise and if it had it played straight hmm. slash a straight so a mystery who's doing it who's you know who's in the Scarman costume and they've all got you know secrets I mean the movie had set up for some of that you know yeah. like it actually had characters who had things in their background that could have worked yeah well that was I mean when when it opened up I was just thinking it, it it had the setup is fine for just your run of the mill slasher so by going in this other direction it just fumbled all of it. Like the the way that it ends up is just it's laughable, really. Yeah, and it, it, it would have done better playing simple and straight B grade slasher film. I think it would have been better for sure playing simple and straight. Like you can still have fun with the tropes while making a I mean that's what Scream did. Scream had the mystery. Scream did that but it still made fun of all the tropes and that sort of thing. This one just went a step too far in trying to... Obviously, it was trying to say something about, you know... Horror films. The horror films leaving, the, leaving the, the stuff that's on the screen on the screen, that there's a distinction between that and real life and whatever. But the way that they did it was just... Horrendous. Nah, I couldn't cop it. Yeah, look, I'm one and a half too. It didn't work. Okay, likes. Mm-hmm. I think... Like you, the premise kind of works. Re, re finding this old horror film that wasn't fully completed. Yeah. It's kind of got this twenty years of sort of like mystery about mystery it. Mystery about it. Yeah. And they decide, you know, and these couple of incidents where someone's tried to watch it and they've died, and it, you know, it's got this kind of, it's got this whole sort of mythology about it. Mm. And then you want to come in, you want to remake. Like, forgive me. But I think that they only really wanted to shoot a handful of scenes to finish it. Is that right? Something like that. Because it didn't really specify. No, no. Oh, well, it might have, but I was probably too busy rolling my eyes at something that was going on with... But basically the know. idea is solid. A group yeah, of film students pick up this film and try and complete it. And then there's suddenly all... You know, this killer's lurking again. Yep. Decent... Bones, yeah, to make a slasher, and they're bringing back, you know, players from the original, yeah, film. You see something going on there, like that would have probably worked. It's just if you just 
had the tried to make a good little slasher. Yeah, I think, and maybe left the and see the mystery. As I said behind. before, the mystery element would have worked better because you had some of those players from the old film coming back. Yeah, so you had Molly Ringwald, you had the produ- uh, the professor bloke who I think was Mr. Lossman or whatever his name. Yeah, Lossman or whatever. I think he was like a he was her he was the one lackey walked, or something. Yeah, he was the one that walked in during the initial killings and yeah. And so yeah, that would have I, I, I didn't get this. He, I, I think he said it, but I didn't listen. <laughs> he said something about what he was in the original film, but he was floating around there somewhere in a bad wig. Yeah. Now, Scarman's mask actually wasn't too bad. Yeah, it looks all right. Kind, kind of looks of a, a bit like... Between Halloween and... It actually looks like Jack Skellington a little bit. A little it's got bit, that yeah. kind of stitched face. Yeah. But, yeah. but it actually worked in terms of his look. When yeah, I thought his him. look was fine. The the, uh, the Michael Myers coveralls were pretty cliche, sort of straight down the line, but the mask itself I thought was okay. Dennis Denudo. Dennis Denudo. <laughs> for, our, for our international listeners, he, he was... Uh, Part of another Australian film called The Castle, Classic. and it's the it's the actor who played this character called Dennis Denudo. But I, look, I got to laugh to see him in there. I laughed. Quite frankly, his was... performance is fucking well, shocking. His reaction to finding a dead body is fucking fantastic. But then <laughs> when he's they actually this dopey look on his face, yeah, he just turns around and wanders off. He looked very much like Dennis Denudo, in the, you know, talking to the High Court in the the vibe, uh, in, in the castle. What's but the vibe? Um, yeah, when he gets the, his little rant, yeah, that was creepy. Yeah, it was not yeah. in a in a good way for the film. It just the whole thing was creepy. No, where he's talking about how he's seen a thousand murders and all this sort of stuff, and yeah, you, know, you get and I know what they were trying to do the whole you know desensitise to yeah, actual yeah. real violence, yeah, because of screen violence. But it was just this ridiculous rant that wasn't even compelling or anything. It was just yes. him rambling on. He was subsequently gutted, which was probably the best best thing for him. Correct. Now, you were a big fan of the cinematographer in the film. Yeah, yeah no, I was a fan of his name. Damien Ogle. That's what, he's, that's what he seemed to be doing, a lot of ogling. <laughs> Uh, and he pops up again later in my dislikes for his ogling form that seems to work out for him. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why. I had a bit of a giggle at Damien Ogle. You also had a giggle at um, a comment by the guy who owns that house. <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember what it was. They, really. uh, they, they, they basically turned up to this, the old house where they filmed the, 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 previous, uh, the, uh, the previous parts of the film. And they go in to speak to the guy, and he's wandering around. Blowing up, telling him to look after it. And then one girl says to him, oh, don't worry, I'll look after it as if I was, it was my own. And his response is, it's no confidence for um, no comfort no comfort to, to me. me. You look like you live in a dump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good delivery from the old bloke, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> he really nails it, too. Cause he, <laughs> yeah, he's blowing up. He's got a bit, yeah, that got a bit of a chuckle out of him. Got a chuckle. For sure. I actually also did... Uh, I did actually have a little bit of a laugh when Stephen, Stephen Curry's breaking down who's interested in who. And yeah. who's, that was kind of funny. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Um, Again, there were little sh- shreds of decent material. Yeah. They had little was. pieces that were were okay. Yep. And that was one of them. Mm. It, was, it was a fairly relaxed conversation that kind of worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a nifty beheading in the kitchen. Yeah, gets his yeah. head cut off. 
A couple of the kills I didn't mind so much from Scarman. And in fact, his head, his eyes roll back in his head when it's lying on the ground. Yeah, yeah, they which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought not all of them. There was a few notable exceptions, but for the most part, I thought they got that. They got a couple of nifty kills in there. Yeah. We'll talk about Scarman in general in the movie. I wasn't a huge fan of how he was going, but, oh. but yeah, a couple of the kills were okay. He actually looks okay once he has his mask off too. The, the special effects are okay. Yeah, the special effects are It looks are right. reasonable to have him burned and shit yeah. like he was. Yeah, And it actually looks, when he first is unmasked, it Separate looks Separate from right. why, yes. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> why, why is problematic? Um, Yes. But look, I didn't really have anything else, Jared. Oh, I did. Uh, you did? Molly Ringwald. Ringwald? I thought she was pretty good. Yeah. She was playing it up. She was supposed to be, you know, the Hollywood type that was pissing and moaning all the time. I thought she had a bit of fun with that. Yeah. Look, she was hard. She must have been hard up for money. Yeah. Yeah. I, was she? She. I don't know. I was don't she, know. Was she getting much out of this? I don't know. But the fact I is... she didn't take it back there, end, To me, that there was no reason... You know, like... It's the kind of thing where you threw a you threw out a little bit of a hook, hoping to get some fish. Yeah. You weren't expecting it to take the bait though. She <laughs> took the bait. I don't really know why. Like, what in this script takes has you take the bait on it? Oh. Other than the fact that I need a paycheck. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And you she was fine. Right. You might be onto something. She then. was fine in the role though. At the very least, she turned up and she she at least delivered. Yeah, she was good. She was um, by far the best actress in the film. Look, I'm not going to say her film. performance was alike, but, you know, Kylie Minogue, Anytime you get Kylie Minogue, Australia's sweetheart, you've got to, yeah, give, it look, of, we've got to give it a bit of love there, surely. Yeah, I've got a, lo- I've got a dislike to that. <laughs> She's not much of an actor, but, um, but you know, just there. Yeah, yeah, look. <laughs> if you grew up on Neighbours, mate, yeah, you just yeah. can't help but give it a like. Yeah, yeah, true. I also did, uh, going back to Molly Ring- Ringwald for a second, I did enjoy her ripping into Scarman in the initial, <laughs> after Kylie Minogue's torn strips off him. Molly Ringwald gives yeah. him another serve. <laughs> about, man, if you touch my tits again, I'll kick your fucking balls up between your ears or something like that. <laughs> Wanders off after that. <laughs> yes. Anything else? No. Nah. Nothing, nothing else, nothing else. Thin on the ground. All right, dislikes. Uh, this could take a while. Scarman himself. The whole concept of what he was, because, spoiler alert, he's not human. No. He's superhuman. It's like he's come out of... The energy from the film. (laughs) The energy that was put into making the movie created him. Oh, man. Like, it's not a good start when he gets stabbed in the throat. Like, when they haven't given you any indication that he's superhuman or supernatural. Yeah. And then when Molly Ringwald stabs him at the start after he's killed Kylie Minogue, yep. he gets all this electricity. It's a buzz of electricity. It <laughs> goes through his head and his neck. I say a joy buzz. I'm like, what is something. that? Yeah. So if it's the first time you're watching this, you don't know what's going on. But when they finally treat you to the actual <laughs> reasoning, it's ludicrous. Yeah. It's absolutely ludicrous. Yep. Didn't and this is what I said to you when we were watching it. This was a, one of the downsides to Scream. You could no longer dish up the, the Spuds and Burger slasher and expect people to watch it. You had to twist it in some way or give it something. Yeah, right? but you know what? I, rem- I recall watching this 
And just that ending was just like, holy shit. <laughs> and so I couldn't recommend it to anyone. But if it was a straight down the line slash, I would have recommended said, yeah, it's got something to offer. Well, well these fuckwits cocked up because they thought, we'll put a twist on it, we'll make him supernatural. Look at the bloody cash registers ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they did not ring no, at all. they did not ring. So they why rung, not just... They rung in a similar fashion to I'll always know what you did last summer. <laughs> side by side with some other supernatural, or seemingly so, killer. <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> Better go and check out that combine harvester and scrape a bit of the material <laughs> off and see if we can get it tested. Holy shit. We have watched that and this in, in about the last four weeks. <laughs> no, I know. You sure this is a good idea, doing this four to five week business? Shit. <laughs> We haven't got off to a flyer, I'll tell no, you that much. No, we haven't. We, right. We've dived headfirst into a fucking combine harvester. <laughs> harvester you know what? I would have rather been in a combine <laughs> harvester than watching this. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, they said, listen, listen, you have to sit through cut, the 98-minute cut or whatever it yeah, is, yeah. or you can dive headfirst into a combine harvester. I wonder what they cut out. I don't know. We better check it out. We better find out. Well, it indicates that there's a 98 minute cut on in that movie database, but that might be yeah. wrong. Yeah. It might be wrong. Hmm. Yeah, it's never 100% no, right, no. that stuff. Now, the problem with Scarman is he is not in the pantheon of movie killers. You know, no. He's not up there with your Jasons and your Michaels and your Freddies. I mean, fuck, he'd be lucky enough. He'd be lucky to get in with Mad Mad Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> the way he was going. That's not an exclusive <laughs> club. <laughs> but, but, Imagine being in a club Mad Man. You jump into spa. <laughs> wandering around checking you out while you're in the spa playing Marco Polo with somebody else. <laughs> The other problem with Scarman was he starts fucking cracking wise like Freddy Krueger at the end. Yeah, I know. I'm not really sure what that was. He's been silent problem. for the whole film. Well, this is the problem. There's a few problems. He starts, oh, no, he said, now you die. Yeah, starts cracking the now you die line really bad. And I know it comes from the parody part at the start, but you can still make that kind of, you can still make that, that line play a little better, right? Yeah. Even if it's a parody, you can come up with something that plays pretty well. And then there was a couple of lines. You know, the lines at the end were just shocking. Yeah. Like, I don't know what... Oh, it's movie magic and all this sort yeah, of shit yeah. he kept rambling on about. I wish he'd stayed quiet. It would have been more interesting if he had to stay quiet <laughs> while he was doing that, all that. Yeah, I wish he had a stayed quiet too. He was fucking painful at the end. Yeah. It was almost like they were trying to cross genres. Not cross genres, but cross-meld Jason with Freddy. Yeah. It was kind of like put the... And it was uh, terrible. And on top of all that, his weapon is a nightmare. Who came up with that? (laughs) It is a shocker. (laughs) It's like a half-breed between a pair of garden shears... Clopsy yeah. style, and those secateurs that you cut fucking <laughs> <laughs> cut bloody you know, flowers off trees. Well, it's just with. like you know, deadheading a couple of roses or something ah. like that, knocking someone's head off, isn't it? And it, it just looks so unwieldy. Like there's nothing about it that how's he cutting heads yeah, off with it? I mean, it was. It, it looks like a big effort to stand out. Yeah. 
but it just yeah, it just didn't work. You know, they they're not gonna be accused of being the only slasher that ever tried to do that. I'm fucking all of them tried to do that yeah. in some way, but when it doesn't work, it really. But the, the the other problem with it too was that just give him the give him the basics. If you were going to go with, if your decision is that he's going to make him supernatural, then go with the basics. Give him a wand. <laughs> 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 a razor sharp wand. You know, you, you, you've, you have committed to supernatural killers. Yeah. Just give him an axe. Yeah. yeah or a machete. Yeah. It's it's simple. It doesn't really matter. Because your twist is he's supernatural <laughs> and he fucking needs to be he needs to be killed by burning up his copy of his But, film. I mean, see, the, you think about the, the memorable ones, and other than Freddy, it's not the weapon. Like, Michael and Jason just have a knife and a machete. Yeah. It's um, their masks, in fact. Yeah, it's the masks and the look in, look in general that does the job. Like... I can't think. Obviously, Freddy was a little bit different. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, that was just Leatherface just happened to have a chainsaw. It's not like it was a. It's not like it was a chainsaw that was, as you said, moulded with a fucking <laughs> pair of second hairs or something <laughs> like that. I don't, I don't know. It just didn't. Didn't. Yeah, uh, the cho- uh, yeah, yeah. Leatherface didn't have the hybrid chainsaw mixed with bloody chainsaw slash whippersnipper combo <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> There is not a well-crafted scene amongst it. No. Nothing stands out. I think that's the that might be the biggest downfall, is that the scenes, the kill scenes, although there's a couple of flashes, like we said, the beheading, and mm. there's a couple of bits and pieces that worked out all right, but the scenes in general were just, they were just bland. Like, there was nothing, there was no creepiness about Scarman, there was no, there wasn't even really a menace about him, like... yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was look, just there. There was just there was no excitement. There was no real effort in trying to make him in some way scary, mm. or, or throw in a scene or two which you could have got a little bit of scares out of. I mean, Jared, I did a bloody KFC laced fart in here <laughs> twenty minutes before we kicked off, and it was fucking scarier than anything. Yeah, that it movie. was. I can attest to that. <laughs> I mean, you can attest. It was like Certainly having a smelled. fucking bag of shit wrapped around you. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, I smelled all, all, all 11 of the secret herbs and spices. I smelled every one of them. I think I could probably identify the recipe. <laughs> yeah, you fucked out what the fucking secret herbs and spices were. Because I cut one in front of you. Yeah. Look, yeah, side a- note, side note, KFC. <laughs> 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 oh, that's never happening again. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> it makes me feel ill <laughs> every single time. Oh, like, man. within five minutes of his... Of hoovering down a piece of chicken, <laughs> I felt like I needed to take a crap. Oh, I know, I know that. You don't need to tell me. It <laughs> was, was certainly something. Yeah, I did. I decided to crap in your face. <laughs> uh, I tell you, mate, you were shorts for Southern Pride after, after that. Oh, okay, let's get let's let's get off that. Let's not be gross. Kylie Minogue, she might be Australia's, she might be Australia's sweetheart. But Jesus Christ, her performance is woeful. Yeah, she's woeful. not good. And she look, she's never been the world's greatest actress. No, but 
This is a low. This is a low even for her. And you can practically see her fucking moonwalking out of shoulder <laughs> with a, a large check in hand as she's leaving the scene. There's a resume. Charlene in Neighbours. It's not a good resume. I was in car. Street Fighter. <laughs> Street Fighter. I was <laughs> by Van Damme for a while. Yeah. I, I, I deflected Van Damme's advances on Street Fighter. No, according to him, she didn't deflect. Fell <laughs> 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 yeah. for the charms. Oh, the look. Belgium charms. Oh, look. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, her resume, her acting resume is, is not, not great. No. But, I mean, even for her... I mean, I think agents were getting fired after saying this. <laughs> she went, oh, look, we've had a good run together, but it ends here. <laughs> and she is in, uh, she's in the scene where one of the worst lines in the movie comes out. It's hard to scream without a tongue. And the delivery of the line is It's meant to horrendous. be scary or kind of in that scream mould, you know, I want to see what you're inside. Well, that's like. where the scream sort of, you know, that's when you can lay a line like that on, play it straight, try to make it scary, but the line just, it just fell falls flat. flat on its face. Yeah. Molly Ringwald, the guy playing Molly Ringwald's American agent. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, fucking butchering the English language, oh, let alone the American accent. That is up there with one of the worst American accents I've heard oh, in God. a film. It's awful. I mean, He's I mentioned last so last episode in the Rogue one where um, Robert, I can't remember his surname, Australian actor who's been around for ages, done plenty of stuff, who I like as an actor... His American accent was shitful as well. This is this is ten times worse. It's shocking. It's it's just, I mean, fuck. Just hire hire an actor who used to be American is naturalised Australian. Yeah, yeah. There are Americans that live in Australia. Oh, God, and some of them are actors. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do your fucking due diligence <laughs> when you're casting. Jeez. Now, <laughs> that bloke walked into the audition and spouted that. I'd be That's like, a, what are you thanks. doing? Are you doing dinner yes. theatre, are you? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll see you drank all this. He wouldn't get a start at Dracula's. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> It'd probably be a half decent American accent in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he would not get a start at Dracula's unless it was. Servant meals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might be on the dishes. Um, now, when when did a group of film students who seem to have limited to no film credentials? There's a one. There's a one throwaway line where Dennis Tenuto says he loved her short. Yeah. When do they become the next big thing in Australia, and and uh, or across the world in film that? Gets this woman who hasn't doesn't want hasn't wanted to go near this film for twenty years to come back over. Like, where does that happen? Where's that ever happened in, the, in reality? <laughs> no, I think they should have played up the check angle. <laughs> I would have just played up. writing a check and it's going to yeah. That'll, that'll I would have just played up that they weren't film students. They were they were a small group of you know filmmakers who'd made some low-rent shit. Yeah, something like that. And stumbled across this film. Yeah, I wasn't... I mean, it was a it bit, didn't matter, it was a bit but silly, fuck. but there was a lot... Yeah, there was a lot of other silliness going on, so I think it got lost amongst that for me. And honestly, though, after watching 30 seconds of Hot-Blooded, 
You do not want to finish that fiction. No. <laughs> like you are no. looking at it and going, nah. No. <laughs> I'll look at something. I'll write my story. It's yep. just, it was, it, I know it's meant to be a joke. It's meant to be played as a joke. Yeah. The hot-blooded footage is a joke. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, again, it falls flat. The problem is when it goes there. from hot-blooded to cut, there's not a great deal of difference. <laughs> Equality. They do some some dreamier tones with the colourings and stuff. Yeah. With hot-blooded. But other than that, yeah, you're right. It feels very similar mm. and it doesn't differentiate it. Yeah. And it's not funny. No. Like... It should have been, like, disastrously bad. You know, yeah. boom mics falling into shot and all sorts of stupid shit like that. Yeah, I think... They tried to play it up a little, but it just... Yeah, as as we were saying, like, when, when you go into cut, it's just the same stuff. So you're <laughs> kind of like, yeah, it's not that funny now because... It was, yeah, I, I, I think they probably could have played it up even you're more. You're trying to make a, a gag... Yeah. About how hot-blooded is a classic shitty slasher film. Yeah, yeah. But then when we come out of it into Cut, Cut is a shitty slasher Same film. Thing. Yeah. So you're not really getting anyone. It's not It's not self-referential. It's not. It's, it's just. It's just. I don't know what it is. It's hard imitating <laughs> art. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Now, why? What is it with everybody and fucking dead people pranks? Who thinks that shit is funny? <laughs> no, it's not funny. It's not. This has the potential to scar you for life. <laughs> <laughs> this is a psychological prank. Yeah, exactly. It's not, a, it's not a, you know, look, do I smell oil and someone's dropped their guts in front of you? It's yeah. not like that. It's bloody... Let's not forget that nobody knew that Molly Ringwald was going to walk out of the room. So when they're playing this prank, they're doing it with a person who's survived a fucking... An attempted murder. murder and seen another, seen another murder, essentially. Who's who's thinking that's a good idea? Oh, mate, it was, that was Ogle all the yeah, way. Yeah, it's definitely Ogle. It's, Ogle would have come up with that Fucking one. Ogle, again. Coming up with that nonsense. Now, why is the professor helping them? Because he know. kicks off with a... Yeah, well, stay away from that piece of shit. Yeah, he, well, he's kind of crazy Ralph. I don't even know what he is. Mister. They, are they calling him Mr. Lossman? I thought I he was can't Professor Lossman. Well, well, he might be Professor Lossman. Mate, later on in the film, he doesn't show he's got no, any fucking sense. No. So he couldn't have been a professor. Well, he starts off, essentially, he starts off as Crazy Ralph. He's talking about the film and he says everything bar, it's got a death curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he he, he just carries on about the film and tells him, ah, you stay away from it, it's a, that piece of shit doesn't deserve your yeah. attention, all this sort of stuff. And then, yeah, next thing you know, he's helping him. It's like, and hasn't said okay. a word about the issues. Yeah, he doesn't. Him. He just goes from that to, yeah, I'm on the set, just doing doing my business. He here. also he also showcases how to sort of play a scene where you find a car that's had its tyres slashed. Hmm. He sort of goes, oh my god, they've been slashed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can tell, mate. I thought he was about to say, oh, shit, what sort of (laughs) asshole would do that? Ogle. (laughs) Definitely. Ogle would do that. Definitely. Obviously, you know, he's supposed to be a red herring of sorts, so we think, oh, yeah, he was around at the start. He doesn't want the film to be finished. But it's kind of jarring going from so, you know, blowing up in the school school corridor about making the movie and how horror horror films are shit to just kind of sitting around as one of the crew here if you need me type 
But yeah, I think. And the other my problem with all that with him was his performance was just a disaster. <laughs> this is shit. <laughs> it was a disaster as well. There was a bloody. I mean, I who mean, cast this picture? I don't know. I mean, he didn't have. He had. I didn't rate him as an actor, but he also had some of the worst lines to deliver. Yeah. Like, he had to deliver some of the stuff about the killer being the, the you know, the killer. All the energies put into this film created him and all this sort of stuff. And it's like. I also like oh, that he doubles wow. down on it. She goes, So do you think he's a. He's not. He, you know, he's still got flesh and blood or something. And he's like, I think so. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, so I mean, we're fucking dying on this island with you 50, here, mate. 50, mate. We have 50-50 chance of getting out of there because you yeah. think he might be fucking There's super three of them there. I'm nudging to the other one. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, we'll be right behind you, Professor yeah, Lossman. Yeah. And then when he walks Ooh. out the door, I shut the door yeah, and, and go to the other person, let's go this way because he's lost his mind. Yeah, he's a loose cannon. Now, getting back to Ogle, Raffi, who's the director, the young lass who's the director, she seems to have a thing for Ogle. I believe mm. that's that's brought up. And then she falls for his his charms when he breaks into her room while she's in the shower, turns the lights out like a fucking asshole would, yeah, yeah. and then he appears on her bed, <laughs> you know, leaning back on her bed like, hello, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and then bang. She's ogling. Because she hasn't had a chance to get dressed she's yet. She's Yeah, it works, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's a charming, charming move. Like, how could you not fall for those charms? Yeah, guess what? I, I know I've gotten horny many times. <laughs> I've had the shit scared out of me. There's nothing bloody horny about having a pile of poop in your pants. I can tell you now. <laughs> oh, damn it. i got to go back in the shower now. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's running down my leg. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't get a bloody um, psycho killer vibe off you at all, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I know you're not psychotic. <laughs> you're misunderstood. You're an you artist. Seem normal and nice. <laughs> Let's jump in the sack together. What do you reckon? Yeah, now, there's weird. a side plot involving the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, there is. <laughs> Genuine comedy. Genuine yeah. comedy, this. Two detectives are involved. Who find Dennis Denuda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they find Dennis Denudo fucking we gutted. Found a, we found a well-respected lawyer gutted in a projection booth. <laughs> Name's Denudo. And then they go and speak to the the crew mm. who are out at this house. Yep. Right? As we said, the first thing we're saying is when they say, was there any, was there any, any suspicious people? Yeah, him. He was the suspicious yeah, yeah. one, Denudo. <laughs> and also, talk to Lossman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or as we've nicknamed him, Lossmine. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, look, you'll probably find him um, sitting in the corner of one of the rooms fucking talking to himself. Yeah. While you're at it, go and have a chat to Ogle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, Ogle. No, Ogle's, Ogle's just shits and giggles. Yeah, I'm misunderstood. <laughs> he's, he's misunderstood. He's just shits and giggles. Yeah, but the detectives, Poirot and Marple, <laughs> <laughs> Sit down with the fucking producer and director and then spit out this bloody line that, or this entire conversation (laughs) about how. What do they say? They say, 
I, they've, they, they, we've connected the death of the bloke. Investigating, investigating the possibility. We know that, you know, when previously when this film was made, there was murders, blah, blah, blah. We're investigating the possibility that these might be connected. Um, but we're investigating as if they're separate incidents. <laughs> And he just fucking continues on. As I said, it's just a, it's a word salad for bloody 45 seconds where he's contradicting himself. <laughs> I don't know. I, we'll really rewind it and watch it again. Sorry, sorry. So you, you're, you've connected them or you haven't? Yeah, yeah. Where, 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 where are we? Sorry, mate. Where did we get to there? Are we, are we treating them as the uh, same killer or a different killer? I'm still confused. <laughs> Because he was trying no, to connect. So what I'm saying is, just to clarify, <laughs> we're treating the possibility that they may be connected as a separate incident. Okay? Thanks, mate. <laughs> but they were trying to connect the death of that bloke in the cinema. Yes. yes with, with the current murder of Dennis Tenuto. In the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Of course they're connected. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-seven <laughs> years apart, <laughs> and yeah, we were, you know, he was watching the film. We screened the film. Like, yeah, it seems we should not be treating these as separate incidents. Yeah, there might be a connection. There. They're looking pretty close to connection. But I'm still unsure. Plus, Did you say Denudo. you were treating him as separate, or uh, what are we talking Plus, about here? Denudo was at both crime scenes. Yes, he was the corpse at one. As of I them, said, he's he's your prime suspect. I think he killed himself in the, in the yeah. second. Yeah, look, incident. he gutted himself. <laughs> <laughs> He killed, he cut the first bloke's throat and he gutted himself yeah, seven years later. I think Couldn't so. live with the grief. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah, that was, I don't know, I laughed a lot at that. We, well, we watched it twice and I laughed equally both times <laughs> when we watched that scene. And during the word salad too, she says, do you know if anybody you would want this movie not finished? And I'm thinking anybody who was involved in it yeah, didn't yeah. want it finished. Any of the actors that were in it. It's it's a pile of shit. Like, yeah. The funny thing, you, like you mentioned Poirot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's twisting the, the suspect's minds around. I think that this guy was twisting his own. You didn't know what was going on. <laughs> he outsmarted himself. He did. Oh, God. The sequence where the... Again, is it is Lossman a professor or what? We'll just call him Lossman. Yeah, we'll just call him Lossman. Lossman gets a, a, a fire poker jammed into his throat. <laughs> like, in, in one side and out the other. Yeah. Right? Minor I, minor injury. So I thought Lossman's fucked. He's gone. He's, he's, he's gone. Just get the dead hole out. And, and later on, about ten minutes later, at the, at the crescendo of the film, Lossman comes fucking stumbling out of the bushes, still with the fire poker jammed in his neck, Proceeds to yank it out. <laughs> <laughs> and basically becomes the hero. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not how the carotid artery usually <laughs> works. You're not supposed to just pull things out. <coughs> and then right at the end, Lossman's strutting down the hallways of the hospital with just a small fucking band-aid on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's been four months, though. I mean, you know, a massive hole in your neck would probably heal up pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, I didn't get that man. at all. I thought he was dead. Like, to me, why was he still alive? Oh, because we liked him so much. Well, we are getting a great performance out of the guy, <laughs> I, I guess. I so. guess so. I don't know. It was yeah. one of those things where, once again, like, to me, the only survivors are her and Molly Ringwald and 
and Rafi. Yeah, it's that you, way. That's how you finish it off. Because he was just they both had connection. At the end there. This fucking bozo comes wandering <laughs> out, banging into everything with his bloody, you know, his bloody neck jewelry. Yeah, yeah don't worry about me. It seemed like a bit of a dewy kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. moment. Stabbed, but then just still alive. Right out like he's, you know, yeah, it was silly. Now, my last dislike was there's a last second sting that brings the Scar Man back to life. I mean, yeah. the potential, the possibility of a sequel is the scariest thing this movie dishes up. Mm. Yeah. It, it is. The electricity's back again. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was the scariest thing. The it's prospect just, of more electricity. Oh, my God. And look, you know what? It was actually kind of a coolish sting, you know, the fact that it shows the close-up of her and she's smiling and watching the film and he's sitting behind her. Yeah. But... Unfortunately, what had come previous to that was too much for me to bear. We didn't want any more. Let's <laughs> go, yeah. man. Um, you overlooked Ogle's killing for me. Oh, that's <laughs> so, so, so stupid. Is that where he's using the camera? Yeah, everyone else has bolted out of the house, and here's him moving in tight. Still in camera. And we get, what? 10 seconds or so of Scarman having a little wave at the camera and then jumps out and jumps back in and and then when he kills Ogle like, the camera seems to have disappeared did it? yeah I thought it was still there but regardless I, did, I was just like seriously like what are we doing did Ogle think it was another one of their silly pranks? maybe probably typical typical Ogle <laughs> um, and the other one was I don't think we really gave I don't think we really gave enough of a kicking to Scarman and the the reason he's there and it was not good. Like the, especially after he's dead and then Lossman gets to deliver again. He only existed within the context of the film. When that was destroyed, so was he. And he's delivering it straight, like just like. What? And they try and do a little bit of a laugh where she says all the. All the energy and effort put into the film, and uh, yeah, that's what has built Scarman. And yeah. Molly Ringwald just pops out with, "There is absolutely zero effort put into this piece of shit." Yeah, yeah. And that was okay, but that's how you needed to play the whole thing. It but was a laugh. funnily enough, that actually came across as one of the kind of meta, yeah, self-referential gags. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, about this movie, like. But the problem is, once again, you did not need a supernatural killer. No. I don't understand the thinking behind doing that when you had a cavalcade of characters. I won't call them interesting, Mm. but I'll say that they had... They had secrets in their background that which would have given us enough of a of a footing to say, well, there's a potential that two or three people here could be the killer. Yeah. But they just fucking fritter that away. And the problem is they show us immediately that there's something different about him when he's stabbed in the throat yeah. at the start. And yeah, all the electricity comes out. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like fucking the Emperor in Star Wars. He's, he's getting get roasted. <laughs> but he, they, they, undercut, they, they undercut the entire film by saying that... Because unless you're a moron, you're seeing that sequence, you're going, hang on, that's not really normal, yeah, that, is it? Yeah, why was that there? Yeah. Yeah. And then from, from then on, you're assuming something's going on. Yeah. And it's not that there's a flesh and blood killer. No. 
So they really fucked up there. I thought so. I mean, <laughs> even if you'd have changed it, it wouldn't have turned it into a great piece of cinema. No. But it would have been a hell of a lot better than this, like what it was. Yeah. Because all of that stuff was the was the stuff that everyone was giggling at when the film was finishing. Yeah, well. So you get to your crescendo, you build up to a crescendo, and then here we are with Scarman rambling on about how he was fucking... He's born out of the film and the efforts of the film. It's like, yeah. holy shit. I mean, I saw this when I was 18. I would have been 18 or 19. I mean, this right in, should have been right in your wheelhouse. Well, it should have been, but even then, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> And that when I was that was when I was eating things like I still know what you did like last summer for breakfast for breakfast. I love it. I loved every minute of that sort of stuff. And but this one stood out as like, eesh, that's that's not worth going back. That's a bad decision. Until you know, near twenty years later, we decided to go back to it. Thank you again, Amazon. uh, It needed to be revisited. Yeah. Subsequently. I don't think I'll be seeing it. Lock it in the vault for another twenty years. Yeah, and also there was a bit of a problem with the actual copy. Yeah, I don't know. On Amazon Prime, it was fucking jumping around all over the place. It was really. It looked like it was going like one and a half. I think that might have been more our uh, setup. Oh right, okay, (laughs) possibly because it didn't look good. It didn't add to the experience. No, made it worse. But it wouldn't have been that that good anyway. Yeah, true. (laughs) You can't clean up a shit. No. Okay, anything else? No, no, no. Oh, I prefer not to talk. All right, that's, uh, that's um, cut. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify and Podomatic. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia and Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. We're also on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on our Facebook page for details of the next film we'll cover. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.